Yeah, hello everyone. Good afternoon to our Asian audiences and good morning to our European audiences. Welcome to our webinar regarding Malaysia invoicing process. Uh, we are going to do a short introduction about Malasoft invoice package that we offer and some important dates for anyone who needs to know about Malaysian invoicing process. So uh, what is on our agenda today? I'll give you a brief summary about uh, our Malasoft uh, services and solutions. And then Yavuz Durlak, our head of SAP, will uh, guide you through the uh, Malaysian invoicing process. Uh, actually, first teammate Bradley will um, hold this webinar with Yavuz Durlak, but as he feels sick today, I replace him. So let's start then. Okay, first of all, uh, Melasoft company introduction. Who we are, let's start who we are. We are an IT consulting company established in 2013. Our headquarters based in Frankfurt, Germany, but we have offices uh, in Istanbul and Ankara, and we have many teammates in every, uh, almost every cities uh, in Turkey. So what is our region? Our region is empowering businesses through seamless SAP and ERP solutions and cutting-edge e-compliance innovations, redefining excellence in digital transformation. And uh, what is our mission statement? At Malasoft, our mission is to revolutionize the business uh, landscape by delivering unparalleled SAP and ERP consultancy and e-compliance solutions. So in this respect, we strive to enhance operational efficiency, promote sustainable growth, and ensure regulatory compliance for our clients. So let's have a look at our organization structure. We have SAP products and non-SAP products, research and business development, HR and administration part, finance and accounting, and marketing and sales department. So in this slide, we will have a look at our clients. Uh, as you can see in the map here, we operate almost over uh, 30 countries in Europe, Asia, America, and Af Africa. And we have global multinational companies. And of course, uh, we have some local companies as well. And in this uh, list, uh, you will see the uh, countries that we are operating in. I can say here Romania, Poland, Malaysia, Egypt, these are the agenda um, countries uh, about invoicing process now. And in this slide, we will have a look at our services and products. Uh, what are these? We have SAP project management. We have SAP modules consultants in respect of logistics and finance, SAP integration services, custom application development, outsourcing consultancy, and e-compliance products. And for the next slide, we will have a look at our SAP solutions. Uh, we have SAP GDPR solutions. We have SAP financial solutions, integration solutions, and smart banking applications here. And of course, we have some other solutions on SAP solutions. What are these? We are operating in FinTech and we have FinTech solutions. We have commercial solutions that can be adapted to the company's needs. So we have software development solutions and blockchain solutions here. And uh, we will have a look at our e-compliance solutions here. 
we have invoice, e-archive, VAT reporting, transport and, and e-way bills, virtual warehouse, accounting slip, recycling fee declaration, and inflation accounting. And you will see our web page here. You can search for uh, more information here. And now I'll give the floor to Mr. Yavuz. Okay, thank you for listening. Let's continue. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome, you all. Uh, as Sultan introduced, uh, I am SAP department head. And uh, today I will continue with the status of e-invoicing process in Malaysia. I will provide some background information and I will talk about the e-invoicing process in Malaysia. And then in the third part of the webinar, uh, we will introduce Melasoft e-invoicing solution uh, for Malaysia. Let's start with the first part. As you know, uh, Malaysia government intends to implement the e-invoicing implementation in stages according to 12th Malaysia plan. The main objective of this plan is to support growth of digital economy and hence the efficiency of Malaysia tax administration management. The implementation of uh, e-invoicing uh, will provide a seamless experience for the taxpayers. Also, it will improve the business efficiency and also it will increase the tax compliance. In general, the main objective of this e-invoicing system will be the reduction in manual efforts and human errors. It will facilitate tax return filling process. Also, the operations will be streamlined and financial reporting will be digitalized. So these are the main benefits expected from this e-invoicing system. Here you see the implementation timeline in Malaysia. The implementation phases are determined according to annual turnovers or the revenue of the companies. So the first phase, the mandatory implementation for taxpayers with an annual turnover or revenue of uh, 100 million RM. If uh, the annual turnover or revenue is greater than this much, then phase one will start in 1st of August 2024. Starting from this date, the invoicing system should be used. Uh, phase two will be initiated in 1st of January 2025. Uh, in this case, the annual turnover or the revenue should be between 25 million to 100 million RM. And finally, in phase three, all of the other taxpayers will be uh, included in the e invoicing uh, system. Uh, in Malaysia, uh, the invoicing system covers the business to business transactions, business to consumer transactions, and also business to government transactions. So, all of these transactions will be included uh, in the system. Here, general definition of the e invoice in Malaysia as you know, an e invoice is the digital representation of a transaction between the supplier and the buyer, and it replaces the paper based or traditional invoices in electronic format such as invoices, credit notes, and debit notes. Uh, essentially, it contains the same information with the traditional invoice, however, in electronic format. Uh, in uh, Malaysia, two formats are ex uh, accepted, the XML format and JSON format. So these are the main formats that are uh, validated and accepted by the IRBM. On the other hand, the other formats such as PDF documents, JPG, and other formats will not be accepted as e-invoicing formats. These are the main types of invoices. First of all, the invoice, the main invoice type is the commercial invoice, which represents the transaction between a supplier and buyer because of sale of some services or products. On the other hand, credit notes will be used, will be issued by the suppliers for correcting errors or applying discounts or account for returns. On the other hand, debit notes will be issued to indicate additional charges on the previously issued invoices 
finally, refund note will be issued by the supplier for confirming the refund of the buyer's payment. So these four main invoice types should be used uh, in the invoicing system. Uh, the the uh, invoice types used in companies should be matched with these invoice types and uh, should be the formats should be arranged according to each invoice type and should be sent to the government accordingly. Here, uh, in this slide, you can see the general e invoicing workflow uh, overview. Uh, the process starts with the issuance of the e invoice when a sale or transaction is made. So the supplier creates an e invoice and shares this invoice with the IRBM uh, using API services or the portal of the government services. So after the uh, sending the invoice to the government portal, then the second phase starts. In this phase, the validation of the invoice phase. IRBM validation is performed in real time. So uh, once you send the invoice, then the invoice will be validated within seconds. And then, of course, once it, is, it satisfies all of the uh, standardizations and validation tests that are required by the government. So uh, validation, to receive the validation, the, use, the suppliers can reach the portal over the My Invoice portal or the, using the API services. After validation, the government portal will assign a unique identifier number. So this identification number will be used for monitoring the invoice during the lifetime of the invoice. So this will be the official number, official reference number uh, of the invoice in the government portal. Once the invoice is validated, then the third part in the third uh, stage, notification of validated AE invoice. In this case, after validation, the government portal will inform both the supplier and the buyer uh, that the invoice has been validated. So this validation message will be sent to both suppliers and also the buyers of the invoice. Uh, after this modification, then the sharing of the invoice stage is started. In this stage, after validation, the supplier should share the validated invoice with the buyer. In this validation, the QR code that is supplied by the government site should be embedded to the document. So this QR code uh, should be added to the e-document e and should be shared with the buyer. Using this QR code, the buyer can uh, reach the original version of the invoice from the government portal also. After sharing of the invoice with the uh, buyers, then if the buyer or the supplier has some corrections, or then they may have rejection or cancellation. The rejection can be requested by the buyer uh, within 72 hours or by the supplier. Both parties can require a rejection. After the rejection, if it is accepted, then the buyer, supplier can cancel the invoice within 72 hours. However, if this time frame is exceeded, then instead of cancellation or rejection, this time a correction invoice should be sent, such as credit note or debit note. Finally, using the My Invoice portal, uh, the supplier or the buyer will be able to obtain a summary of the invoice transactions in the government portal. So a summary of the transactions will be available on the government site. In Malaysia, the continuous transaction control model, CTC model, is used in e invoicing. Uh, as you might know, there are different models that are used currently in use in different parts of the world. A CTC model is one of these models that is one of the most used models. In this model, it enables a high level of control through validation of the invoice uh, received by the government portal. So to use this model, uh, two uh, methods are available, my invoice portal and application programming interface. 
Actually, my invoice portal is a portal that is hosted by the government agencies as an option that is available to the taxpayers without any fee, without additional cost. Uh, however, uh, this portal can be used by small or uh, mid-sized companies that do not have high volume of invoices because it is the manual uh, mode. You should uh, go to the portal and you should create the invoices in the portal manually. So uh, if you high, have a high volume of invoice, then uh, this My Invoice Portal application is not very effective. On the other hand, application programming interface is a set of programming codes that enables direct transmission between taxpayer systems to the government portal. However, to use the API system, API services, the parties should arrange their systems accordingly. This API option is, of course, ideal for large taxpayers or businesses that have high volume of transactions. At this point, uh, we should note that if the API, there is a problem in the API system in the government application programming interface, then uh, they can use my invoice portal as an alternate channel for creation of invoices. So both of the options can be used simultaneously. Here, uh, a general high-level representation of the architecture of the system is given. As I uh, explained in the previous slides, first of all, once the supplier issues an invoice, then sending the invoice to the government portal can be done by using option A, which is my invoice portal, or option B, the API programming language. So using one of these options, the invoice should be sent to the government portal. After sending the invoice to the government portal, a validation process is executed. As a result of this validation process, if the invoice is validated, then the government portal will return a validation key. This is important. A QR code says that the invoice is validated together with the status message. Also, this validation message is sent to the buyer as well. So once the invoice is validated, both parties are informed that the invoice is validated. After validation, the supplier should embed the QR code supplied by the government portal. And after embedding the QR code on the invoice, they should share the invoice with the buyer. So uh, once the buyer receives the invoice from the supplier, by using this QR code, they can reach the original invoice in the government portal as well. As I said, within 72 hours, both the buyer or the supplier can have a request for rejection. So if this request is accepted by the supplier, then the cancellation can be done within 72 hours. However, if this time frame is exceeded, then uh, the other invoice types, such as debit note, credit note, or correction invoices can be used uh, as an alternative uh, way. The validation process done in the government portal has some uh, components. Uh, what is validated? First of all, the format of the invoice is validated. As I said, there are two standard formats that can be used, the XML format and the JSON format. So uh, the format is checked by the government portal. The core and secondary fields are checked because there are some mandatory fields that should be populated. These fields are checked whether they are populated or not. The signature, the TIN number, Reference documents, especially for debit notes and credit notes, the reference documents are critical. The codes used in the document, duplicated documents. Uh, if a document is submitted before, then it cannot be submitted again. So this duplication check is also conducted by the government portal. And also the arithmetic calculations are checked uh, by the government portal. If all of these validation tests are successful, then the invoice is validated and both parties are informed that the invoice is validated together with the QR code.
Additionally, the digital certificates will be issued to the taxpayers, which will be used for attaching the digital signatures to the invoices. So these certificates should be used by the companies for connecting and communicating with the government portal. Uh, after the invoice is validated by the My Invoice system by the government portal, the suppliers uh, will receive an validated invoice with the IRBM unique identification number, date and time of the validation, and with the API link for the validation link. So this link uh, will be embedded to the invoice as a QR code. Uh, upon validation, uh, as I said, the supplier is obliged to share the validated invoice with the buyer after embedding the validation link, QR code, and also the unique identification number to the invoice. So this information will be added to the invoice and will be shared uh, with the buyer. In the government portal, there are some different statuses related with the invoice workflows. Uh, there are four uh, actual statuses, submitted, valid, invalid, and cancelled. Submitted means that the invoice is in validation, but validation is not completed, it is still pending. Valid means the status of the invoice is successful, so the validation is successful. Invalid means that the status of a submitted invoice uh, has some issues, so these uh, issues are also returned by the government portal together with a validation, invalidation message. And cancelled means that the invoice is cancelled by the supplier. So these four statuses are available uh, in the government portal in terms of invoice workflow. As I said, there is a standard invoice format which includes nine categories and 59 data fields that should be used for e-invoicing format. So the main information are represented in this slide, the address, business details, contract num contact numbers, in invoice details, parties, party details, payment information, products and services, and unique ID numbers. This information should be included on the invoice before sending to the government portal. In this slide, the API services that are currently announced by the Malaysian invoicing portal these API services will be available for the companies uh, for using during the submission of the invoices. Uh, let me explain them briefly. Uh, validate taxpayer's team service can be used for validating uh, the taxpayer before sending the invoice to the government portal. So if the supplier wants, if a team number is registered in the government portal, then this service can be used. Submit document service is used for taxpayers for submitting one or more uh, documents to the government portal. Cancel document API service can be used for cancelling a previously submitted invoice. So within 72 hours, this uh, API service is available. However, if this time limit is exceeded, cancellation is not possible. Uh, reject document is also, this is an, another service for uh, rejecting the document. Also, this is available for supplier and buyer. So when a buyer receives a document, then uh, if he finds some errors, uh, there are some problems, issues in the invoice, then the invoice can be rejected within 72 hours. Uh, get recent document API service uh, can be used for searching the document in the invoice portal and filtering these invoices and getting these invoices. Get submission returns information on documents submitted during a single submission by the taxpayer. Get document API can be used for retrieving document source in XML or JSON format. So this, by using this service, the incoming invoices can be transferred to the incoming portal. 
So the uh, companies can download the incoming documents directly from the government portal as well. In addition to the supplier will send the invoice using another means such as email or another method. Uh, the buyers can also get the documents by using this get document API service. Get document details provides uh, details about the uh, document and search documents API service can be used for uh, searching documents according to some criteria. So these are the main API services that are available uh, in the government in the current government portal. Uh, yes, this is the uh, end of the second part uh, regarding the background information about the Malaysia e-invoicing system. And in this third part, we will talk about the Melasoft e-invoicing solution, the system capabilities, components, and functions about uh, the Malaysia e-invoicing system. In general, as Sultan explained in the introduction part, as Melisoft, we have operations in several countries and we have already implemented e-invoicing solutions in more than 30 countries. Uh, Malaysia is the latest countries that uh, will implement the e-invoicing system in 2024. So in general, the system components and functions uh, may change from country to country, but the general structure of the uh, solution does not change. In general, uh, our Melasoft invoice solution is an SAP add-on solution and it has uh, five main components. These components are inbound cockpit, outbound cockpit, application programs, periodic programs, and custom programs and tables, as you see on this slide. The outbound invoice cockpit is used for sending all required invoices to the government portal according to government-specified formats and specifications. So once an invoice is created in the SAP ERP environment, then the corresponding uh, document is created in the background by our Melasov solution and the XML or the JSON file is available in the outbound invoice cockpit. After checking the invoice, the user can send the invoice to the government portal manually or this operation can also be automated. So if required, then all created invoices in the SAP environment can be submitted to the government portal automatically as well. On the other hand, the inbound invoice cockpit is used for receiving the invoices from the government portal. So once an invoice is available in the government portal, then our background services continues to check the government portal for new invoices. Once they are available, then they are transferred to the inbound invoice cockpit. So using this cockpit, the users may check the incoming invoices. After these checks, they may accept or they may reject the invoices within 72 hours. So all of these operations can be conducted over Melasoft solution. To support these inbound and outbound cockpits, we have some application programs, periodic programs, and custom programs and tables. Actually, application programs are used for reaching our cockpits and using these cockpits. Periodic programs are used for updating the inbound and outbound cockpit, updating the status of the invoices. So if an invoice status is changed in the government portal, then the status is automatically updated in our solution. Finally, uh, our custom programs and tables are used for customization of Melasoft solution for your company's specific needs and requirements. So each company may have different operations, may have different invoice types, and may have different processes. So the solution can be customized according to company specifications by using these custom programs and tables. As I said, our main solution is an SAP add-on solution. However, we have different architecture alternatives. So depending on the company's needs and requirements, we may also have a standalone solution. Our standalone solution may work with any ERP environment. So it can be implemented for any ERP system. 
Also as an alternative, our solution can be directly connected to the government portal or we have some connection alternatives such as if you have some CPI, PIPO layers for connecting to the external systems, then we can communicate with these systems and we can connect to the government portal over these links as well. Additionally, we have an uh, intermediate gateway solution, which we name as Melosoft Gauss solution. This gateway solution can be implemented as an intermediate layer between SAP and the government portal. Actually, this implementation is suitable for multinational implementations. So if a company operates in multiple countries and if they use the Melosoft solution in all of these countries, then this solution can be implemented. So once the user selects the company codes, then the corresponding uh, cockpit designed for the corresponding country uh, will be available for that user. Then using this cockpit, they will be able to send the documents to the corresponding government systems. Finally, we have single country and multi-country implementations. As I said, depending on the company's operational structure uh, and operational locations, we may implement multi-country and single country implementation as well. In this slide, you can see the system architecture at high level designed for outbound invoices. For sending invoices, first of all, the invoice types, of course, depending on the company's needs and operations, different invoice types can be available. However, these invoice types should be matched with the invoice types that are defined in the government portal. These are the invoice, credit note, debit note, and refund note. So after this matching, uh, once an invoice is created in the SAP environment, then in the background, we create the corresponding XML file according to government specifications uh, in the background. So this file is created. After creation, then the file will be available in the outbound cockpit. So after the user checks the invoice, controls the invoice, uh, then if it is correct, then it can be sent to the government portal. After sending the invoice to the government portal, as I said, to communicate with the government portal, we use API services. If you have an enterprise integrator such as CPI PO layer, then we may integrate, we can communicate with the government portal over this solution. Additionally, if you want to implement Melosoft gateway solution over this gateway solution, by the way, we have an archiving solution as well. So if required, then this solution can be implemented. So uh, a direct connection is possible. The connection over SAP enterprise integrator is also possible or Melosoft Gateway solution can also be implemented depending on the company's requirements. So using these integrations, we communicate with the government portal using the API services. So we get all of the status information from the government. So once the invoice is sent to the government portal, if it is validated, then we get the validation message, validation notification. If there is a request for rejection notification, then also we get this notification by using these API services to, as well as cancellation notification. So Using the API services, we communicate with the government portal for sending and receiving the invoices. So after the invoice is validated in the government portal, then uh, we get the corresponding QR code from the government portal. We embed this QR code in the invoice according to company specific format. So after embedding the QR code to the file, then this file can be shared with the buyer uh, automatically as well. So if the buyer is defined in the SAP environment, then the created validated invoice can be shared with the buyer uh, using the email option or any other connection option can also be implemented based on company's requirements. So the process will be automated end to end. So starting from invoice creation, the 
A invoice will be created automatically. It will be sent to the government. The validation message will be received from the government by using periodic jobs. So in this process, manual intervention is minimum. So most of the processes are automated in our solution. In a similar fashion, in the incoming invoice site, uh, this time we have some periodic jobs that periodically checks the government portal. If some new invoices are available, some validated invoices are available in the government portal, then by using these API services, we get these invoices to the inbound cockpit. So in the inbound cockpit, the corresponding units, the corresponding departments may check the invoice. Then they, after these controls, if it can be canceled, a rejection request can be sent uh, to the supplier over the cockpit. Or otherwise it is uh, accepted and uh, then the booking can be done in the SAP environment. For the inbound side, we have some alternative solutions as well, especially if you have some third-party vendor invoice management solutions such as vendor invoice management VIM system, Kefron system, DMS system or any other third-party application, then uh, we can communicate with these applications as well. So uh, we can transfer the incoming invoices to these systems as well. So once the invoice is validated in these tools, then the corresponding status update can be done in the government portal. To summarize, in this slide, some key features of Melasoft solution are summarized. First of all, as I said, our main solution is an SAP add-on solution, and it works under the control, under the full control of the company. So, uh, the, especially from security perspective, the security regulations that are available for the SAP environment will be valid for the Melasoft SAP add-on solution as well. In our solution, we use Melasoft namespace, so we do not modify the client SAP system. Uh, so from this perspective, it is advantageous. We do not modify uh, any client SAP environment. So especially during the system upgrades or developments, our solution can be updated without any problem. In our solution, different ways of displaying documents is available. The PDF format, XML format, HTML format, or any other required format can be used for displaying the e-invoice in incoming invoice and outgoing invoices. So these displaying options uh, will benefit, will provide some benefits for the end user, so they can easily see the structure of the invoice. They will check, they will control the invoice. If there are some errors are detected, then the invoice can be corrected. Uh, another capability of our solution, as I said, uh, it is its ability to integrate with other systems, other integrations or third-party applications. Uh, in our solution, all of the transactions can be authorized, so you can have some authorization groups, so the uh, transactions can be authorized, can be given to specific uh, employees in your company. So this is also critical, so you can have different uh, authorization scenarios. Uh, by using body outputs, the companies may have the development option in our solution. All of the operations are locked, so in case of some errors or problems, the log reports can be viewed. Uh, it is adaptable to different systems because it has a modern, flexible architecture. So depending on your additional requirements, so our technical teams can coordinate and we, we may have a solution, additional solution, according to your company's needs and specifications. Finally, as I said, we may have a single uh, country implementation or multinational implementation. Both options are possible uh, in our solution. In this slide, you see a welcoming screen of SAP ESAR SES menu for our solution. As I said, we have application programs, we have periodic programs, and we have the customizations. The application programs are used for using the cockpits 
incoming and outgoing copies. Periodic programs are used for updating the status information and uh, getting new invoices from the government portal. Uh, in other words, communicating with the government portal. And customizations will be used for customization of Microsoft solution according to your company's needs. So these customizations are done at the very beginning of the project. Uh, most of the time, they are not modified frequently. However, if a modification is required, for instance, if the process changes, if any invoice type is available or any other change in your system, then these uh, customizations can be updated whenever required. And here you see a general overview of our cockpit. As I said, the capabilities changes from country to country because they are strictly related with the API services that are available from the government side. So currently our solution supports all of the API services that are provided by the Malaysian government. So uh, the QR code can be embedded to the invoice whenever it is available. The status messages, uh, the status of the invoice is updated automatically. Also, you have different options for viewing the invoice in HTML, XML and PDF versions. So over our cockpit, you can see the log reports, you can see the creation logs, history records, uh, or any other information uh, that is available in the e-invoice can be viewed uh, in the inbound and outbound copies. So, of course, depending on the size of the company, uh, the implementation timeline may change, but the general stages of the project are represented on this slide. We have a five-stage implementation plan. In the prepare phase, first of all, the project teams are formed, the user accounts in SAP environment are defined for Microsoft technical team, and then we have an initial documentation that should be populated. This initial documentation is the questionnaire documentation, and it will be used for uh, determining the customizations that are required by the companies. So after this preparation phase is completed, then we switch to explore phase. In this phase, the functional analysis is conducted, for determining all of the company-specific issues, integration requirements, and any other requirements. After this functional analysis, then the customizations are identified, and also the XML mappings are done according to company invoice types available in the company, because the invoice type available in the company should be matched with the invoice types in the government system. So this matching should be done, and also the XML mappings also done at this stage. After this stage is completed, we switch to realize phase in which the package is transported to your, uh, the company's development system. In the development system, we make the customizations, we make the integrations, uh, and we conduct the unit and integration tests. Once they are successful, then we give the users and end user and technical user trainings. After these trainings, then we switch to acceptance test, user acceptance test. In this test, the users test the systems using different test scenarios for different invoice types for incoming and outgoing invoices. So after the tests are completed successfully, then the deploy phase uh, starts. In this phase, the package is transported to the production system. In the system, we have the final controls, final tests and approvals. Finally, the run phase uh, is initiated. In this phase, we have the hypercare period. During the hypercare period, uh, our support team works in, in close coordination with the end users. So in case of any problems or errors, then we solve these errors as soon as possible. After hypercare period is completed, then the standard support and maintenance period is initiated. Of course, during the lifetime of the product, you may have some additional development requirements, you may have some additional program errors or such errors or 
some updates in the government portal may also possible. So all of these uh, issues will be handled in the support and maintenance period. So uh, this is the end of uh, our webinar. If you need some additional information, uh, we can provide some demo sessions for our solution. So in this demo session, we, we can show some real life representations uh, for the Malaysian e-invoicing system for incoming and outgoing site. Uh, so Sultan, if some questions are available, then we can pass to questions and answer section. Okay, thank you, Mr. Yavuz. Let me check the question, whether if we have or not. Okay, yeah, we have, I think, a few questions. Uh, so let me ask the first one. Is the application of e-invoice limited to transactions within Malaysia? Actually, uh, the invoicing system in Malaysia is not limited to uh, transactions within Malaysia. The export and import operations are also in scope. So if a company satisfies the, these annual turnover and revenue thresholds, then for imports and exports and inland transactions, they have to use the e-invoicing system. So they should send the invoice to the government portal. They should have the validation link, QR code, and then they should send the invoice with the uh, buyer site. So there is no limitation for uh, inbound. It is valid for imports and exports as well. Okay, and we have another question. Are all industries subject to invoice implementation or are there any exceptions? Actually, uh, there is no restriction uh, regarding industries. All of the companies that satisfy these threshold limits for revenue and turnover rates. So once these conditions are met, then the companies uh, should use the invoicing system. There is no restriction uh, related with the industries. However, depending on some user groups or some uh, companies, there may have some small uh, exemptions. But uh, in terms of industries, there is no exemption. Okay, thanks for your answer. Let's jump on a new question. How do taxpayers issue an invoice to a non-TIN holder such as foreign buyers? Yes, especially if the buyer is a foreign company or an uh, end uh, user that do not have a TIN number, then in this case, uh, the company should uh, obtain the information of the buyer. So this information should be contained in the invoice and should be shared with the government uh, system. So if this is the case, then the information should be obtained by the supplier and should be added to the uh, invoicing uh, documents in this case. Okay, thank you. And for the last, we have one more question. Uh, what is the time frame to issue an invoice adjustment after the uh, 72 hours validation period? Actually, uh, as I explained during the presentation, during this uh, 72 hours period, uh, both the buyer and the supplier may have a rejection uh, or cancellation option for the invoices. However, once if this time period is exceeded, then in this case, it is not possible to cancel or reject a uh, validated invoice. Instead, uh, if there are some errors, there are some corrections, then the other invoice type should be used for correction, such as credit note or debit note or refund note should be used uh, in this case. So if the 72 hours is exceeded, then the correction invoice should be issued by the uh, supplier. Uh, thank you, Mr. Yavuz. And uh, I think we have one more. Uh, let me ask this. Uh, does the My Invoice portal uh, allow for editing of information after the invoice has been verified by IRBM? 
actually this is not possible. Uh, once the invoice is validated in the government portal, then the editing option is not available. So uh, the invoice is released, uh, validated. Uh, so the only uh, change can be done within 72 hours, as I said, rejection or cancellation can be done. However, if the time frame is exceeded, then they should uh, issue a new invoice in this case. So after validation, editing is not available in Malaysian e-invoicing system. Okay, and uh, I think I can't see any more questions now. So uh, in order to not to take up too much of your time, let's end our webinar here. For your further question, you can reach us uh, via our email address, info.malasoft.com, or you can uh, search our website as well. So thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Have a nice day. See you.